What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we are going to be doing an episode all about jealousy. Ooh, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, uh, it was suggested by one of our helpsters, Aspen. So thank you so much for, yeah. uh, for suggesting this. We're going to be talking about Understanding jealousy, the positive and negative sides of jealousy, uh, and our personal experience with jealousy. So before we get into it, just a couple quick announcements. Uh, I've got some more tour dates coming up, guys. I will be headlining the Blue Room uh, in Springfield, Missouri. That is August 5th through the 7th. I will also be headlining the Comedy Fort in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 20th through the 21st. I'm going to be at Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton, Wisconsin in September. So just lots and lots of stuff coming up. If you go to KelseyCook.com, you can get your tickets there. You can also follow me on Instagram at KelseyCookComedy, and there's a link in my bio. So that's what's going on with me. A couple pre-show announcements. Delaney, what's going on with you? Beautiful. Uh, You know, if you are an independent service provider or a service-based business owner and you're looking to increase your revenue, you're looking to um, increase the value of your offer or your client or customer experience and looking to free up more of your time, you can head over to DelaneyFisher.com for all the information about my one-to-one business coaching and other consulting services. All right. Should we... Get into uh, the quotable of the episode before we, oh, before we, we talk shall. about Jealousy. I think okay. we shall. This okay. um, helpster archangel, is that, wow, is that somebody's name? That's fucking badass. That um, is badass, my gosh. This is cool. So this is, it says, edit your life frequently and ruthlessly. It's your masterpiece after all. That's a Nathan W. Morris quote. 
I love this one. I don't know if we've heard this one on the podcast before or if I've seen this elsewhere, but I'm like, I this one always resonates with me. I haven't heard it before. So I don't think we've done it on the pod. And that is such a great quote. So good. Sometimes you need a reminder that you are in charge of your own life. Yeah, absolutely. It's easy to depend on somebody's work situation if they have a boss or if, uh, you know, if you're in a serious relationship or family situations, whatever. Sometimes certain personalities can, you can get kind of small. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to remember, like, this is your fucking life. So if you're yeah. not liking something, edit it out, bitch. Yes. Constantly reevaluate. Some people do this around the New Year's. Other people, quarterly, weekly, whatever you got Yeah. Do. Yes. Totally. Um, so we, I'm, I'm sure we have talked about jealousy throughout the past four years of the pod, but yeah. uh, had not done an actual dedicated episode to it yet. And I want to just hear a, a good old definition of jealousy. I would love to, Kelsey Cook. Thank you okay. so much for asking. Oh, Delaney, <laughs> with the weather, as always, <laughs> throwing it over to me in sports. Okay. So <laughs> jealousy generally refers to the thoughts uh, or feelings of insecurity, fear, and concern over a relative lack of possessions or safety uh, jealousy can consist of one or more emotions such as anger, resentment, inadequacy, helplessness, or disgust. Mm. Yes. And how to understand jealousy. This is from psychology today. Jealousy is a misunderstood and harshly judged emotion. Who likes to admit jealousy? Fucking nobody. Okay. That yeah. part was not in psychology today. That was my, <laughs> own. it's true. It's, oh. an, it's an ugly, it's yes. an ugly emotion. Yeah. You don't want to admit that you're feeling that. I mean, nine times out of 10, I'm sure some people do, but, um, you know, the cause this emotion stems from unmet needs and the fear we can't have what we desire. So insecurity within us regarding adequacy, desirability, and worthiness as a person, a partner, an employee, et cetera, can often evoke jealousy. Um, when we recognize the fear that is underlying this emotion, we can view it as an opportunity to develop and grow. That has taken a lot of mindfulness, at least for me, to now use jealousy as a tool and almost like a compass telling me what I might want or what I want to work towards. But I feel like when I was younger, it was just like, it made me feel like I was projecting my like negative feelings against a situation or a person or something for no fucking reason, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, in the artist way, which I think honestly I bring up is once your favorite every, book. <laughs> once every episode. That is your I'm favorite sorry, book. we do a self help podcast, and it's just it just is the self help bible. I think you know <laughs> she's just there's, she's so wise. It's Julia a great Cameron. book. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks about that jealousy is a map that mm. always changed forever going forward. My perspective on jealousy is that it shines a light on what you are feeling inadequate about. And so there's an exercise in the book about writing like the name of who you are jealous of in the moment and why you are jealous of them. What can you do in your life to improve that area of yourself so that you are looking less toward other people and going, well, I'm jealous because they have this or that. And yes, it's really, it's good to take stock sometimes and, um, it can light a fire under your ass and, and get you going. 
Yeah. And you know what I love a lot about jealousy now is that sometimes it will, it can, it can get you motivated to take action on getting that thing. So it's like, okay, I obviously want this. Does it really check out? Like, do I really want this? Do I want to put the work into it? And yes, like I really want to make that happen instead of like thinking of that person as some kind of weird, vague enemy. It's like, maybe I should talk to this person, but like, how did you do this? Because I am interested and I would love to know how you set this up for yourself or what, what, what you had to do. And another part of it, sometimes the jealousy, you go through that process and you're like, do I actually want what this person has? Do I want that day to day? Do I want to put the work in to get this thing that they have? And the answer is fucking no. I don't. Yes. And that can relieve the jealousy. Like, oh, I want the glory, but none of the day-to-day work for that thing. And sometimes it's like, no, I want the outcome and I want the day-to-day. And that's why I need to go for this thing. Yeah. You got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. I I think jealousy used to be more um, debilitating for me that rather than taking it and then putting it into action, I would just curl into a ball. I would feel so uh, bitter. Mm-hmm. And there's a great, oh, which Nicki Minaj song is it? This is going to bother me until I think of it. But the, the lyric in it is, um, jealousy is a disease, die slow. Oh. And, <laughs> and that always, oh, it gives me goosebumps. Yeah. If you, I think if you don't learn how to use jealousy as a tool to motivate yourself into um, being more of, of whatever you feel like you're lacking in your life, yeah, it is a fucking disease then. And mm-hmm. it will slowly erode your life. It will yes. just, because I've been in those situations before where it can just constantly be zapping your energy. You just feel like you're living at 50%. If you are always preoccupied with feeling jealous of somebody else. Right. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And then the difference between jealousy and envy, I feel like I need to probably Google that, but envy is actually like wanting to be that person or in that person's shoes. I might need to look this up. Look it up because I'm curious too. I'm curious what the main difference is. Um, Yeah. When I'm curious too, just a personal question for you. When, yeah. when you heard that we were going to be talking about jealousy on the podcast for today's episode, did your mind first go to um, career jealousy, like professional jealousy or relationship jealousy? Ooh, what a good question, Kels. Honestly, career. Every time. Me too. What about you? Okay, yeah. yeah. me too. Mm-hmm. I, 
Yeah, that's so interesting. But you know what's interesting? It's that's how I feel as an adult when I when I kind of went back to like, well, how did I feel in high school or younger or whatever? It was always jealousy about relationships and appearance. Like mm-hmm. I was always I felt like I was the girl that fr- like boys always want to be friends with, but nobody wanted to kiss on the mouth type of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where <laughs> I was very jealous of like my gorgeous friends with their perfect skin and their big tits and their boyfriends. And I'm right. like, man, that must be nice, you know? And even had conversations as an adult later on of like with somebody I was always really jealous of and finding out that they were jealous of the things I had going on. Like, but you were really good at sports and you had like artistic abilities and talents. I'm like, yeah, but you had titties and somebody (laughs) making out with you. I don't. (laughs) Who gives a fuck if I can draw this penguin well? I want to get (laughs) I buy myself painting. What are you (laughs) No, but it was interesting how like you can really be jealous of somebody and they could be jealous of you about something you're dismissing about, you know, yourself or what's great about being you and all that. Um, but yeah, it went to career stuff. Yeah. Same. Those sort of conversations are so liberating. And, um, I've, I've had a couple of them in life where you, and it's funny because it usually is with somebody who also, it turns out they are feeling jealous of you in certain ways. Right. I think that's pretty common that it's not just like a one-way street with somebody. Sometimes it's, you'll be shocked at like, wait, you've been feeling this way about me, but like, but why? Like, cause in, uh, sometimes we don't look at ourselves accurately or we'll kind of downplay our, the good things going on in our life or our good qualities. And sometimes it's, it's important to have those conversations, not just to um, I think free yourself of the chains of jealousy, but it is nice to hear somebody else's perspective and go, okay, like, you know, I need to stop beating myself up so much and take a step back and maybe think about how others see me. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. I remember, I remember this is when I was still doing stand up and stuff. Um, you know, looking at the couples coming into the show and knowing that they're probably having a nice dinner, a night out, night out, and they're going home to their place together and thinking, God, that's what I want to be doing. Um, and then being like, wow, it must be so cool to perform and be all over the place. I'm like, I'm unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> Not really saying that, but really thinking like people coming in to watch a show that I'm on a lineup of and like, I, I want to be at home, but I didn't really know that at that point. Like I want that type of lifestyle and um it's just fascinating because you really don't know how people are feeling about right. their own situation or your situation until you have that kind of um conversation and i remember always oh god the the heartbreak that that would happen um i mean like in middle school like finding out the boy i had a crush on like the quote unquote popular girl you know mm-hmm. just the jealousy and heartbreak and utter disappointment <laughs> oh. God. Yeah. Horrible. It's a lot of grass is always greener too. And we mentioned this during last year with, um, with that sort of early quarantine phase, especially that people who were single were like, I'm so lonely. This is Mm. such a bummer to like be living alone right now. I wish I had somebody else here. And then if you were a couple in quarantine, you were hearing all these things of like, 
oh my God, I would fucking kill to have my own place right now and just like get some, right. <laughs> some space, not be fighting with something like yeah. it's yeah. Yeah. You kind of, you can't have everything. So you're yes. just going to have to pick what you feel is the most important to you. Yeah. And just, um, I found the whole envy jealousy thing. If you're interested. Okay. Please tell so, me. Um, this is a Merriam-Webster dictionary. Uh, envy means discontented longing for someone else's advantages. Jealousy means unpleasant suspicion or apprehension of rivalship. Envy is most often used to refer to a covetous feeling toward another person's attributes, possessions, or stature in life. Many people use jealous to mean the same thing. So that's what I was kind of thinking is like envious is almost like you not not in the creepiest sense, but like you want to kind of be that person. You maybe want that that specific right. relationship, that specific house, or that th those types of same things. Where I think jealousy, at least for me, of how I've thought about it, is you kind of want something similar to what that person has, but you still kind of like want to be you with everything be you. else. That's yeah, your mm -hmm. uniqueness, right? That makes sense. I, I, that's how I'm explaining it to myself. I could be totally wrong, but yeah. Now, have you been the jealous type in romantic relationships usually? <sighs> Only with one relationship. I ah. was really jealous, but I then I found out he was cheating on me. So that's obviously I was picking up on something. Interesting. Um, so I was like, I was like, I don't trust something that's going on here. And I ended up being not just, I wasn't jealous of was it, I don't know if it was jealousy. I think I was just like not listening to my own intuition. Um, mm -hmm. But I was jealous of time being spent with this person, one of this person's coworkers. And I was okay. like, I feel like there's something going on there. And it wasn't that girl in the end. It was a different coworker. So I was like, I was this close. Oh my God. <laughs> but it, but spidey I, sense, is, man. Yeah. You always I think, fucking know. I think what was happening is I was feeling insecure in the relationship, rightly so, because this person was lying. Um, and so that insecurity was bringing out those feelings. But my other relationships that I felt secure in and there was mutual respect and trust, I didn't, I didn't have jealousy. What about you, Kels? Yeah, you know, I, um, I have not been a jealous person uh, often in relationships. I think... For me, when I've experienced jealousy in a romantic relationship, it's when it's if I've felt threatened by another girl's um, personality or sense of humor more so oh. than her looks. Oh, and I feel like a lot of um, I mean, very much over generalizing here. But there's been a I think a lot of times you see out in public a, a feeling of like, oh, that girl's. I want to keep her, I want to keep my boyfriend away from her, whatever. Right. right. And that, um, maybe it's cause like, I also will look at certain women and be like, oh, she's fucking hot. You know, like, right. I, you know, I'm very like open-minded of like, oh wow, what an attractive, beautiful person. Right. Um, to me, there's so many attractive, beautiful people on the planet that it's crazy to me to think that me or my partner wouldn't continue to find other people attractive. Right. Yeah. And be able to like talk pretty openly about like, oh yeah, that person's really attractive. For right. me, what's a little more special is if somebody is physically attractive and could like make my partner laugh. 
Mm. Or, you know what I mean? Like have a very intelligent, deep conversation. That's when I could start to feel more like, oh, I don't like that. Back the fuck (laughs) off! (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like that. That's starting to make me a little nervous. Because that to me just feels more... um, Yeah. That's more exciting probably because I'm a comedian. Me being able to make my partner laugh is a it's a it's a, an extra special connection for me because that's my job and it's my passion. It's the thing I love so much. Right. Um, so if somebody else can make my partner laugh and be attractive, that's the one time where I can like feel in my body a, a feeling of like oh I'm like a little little jelly. Yeah, that's so interesting. You know, what? Mm-hmm. I've realized actually in some of my relationships me not getting jealous has actually been a problem for that person. Like me not responding with like, don't hang out with that person or, you know, you need to spend more time with me at this party and not talk to that group. You know, um, it's almost like they felt like I didn't care or something or didn't like them as much as they liked me. And I'm like, I just... I just trust that you're not going to be a piece of shit. I don't know what to say. Here. I, right, just, like, I right. just don't feel like I need to say those things because I there, there's mutual trust here. So I'm okay if you go talk to a group of your girlfriends. I'm not going to – you know what I mean? So it's actually caused almost um, tension when I haven't responded in a jealous manner. Right. Um, and then now, you know, being with Cam for almost five years, it's like, oh, we're the same on that level. He's very much like, do your thing. If you know, and I'm like, do your thing. And like, if something were to happen, then that really sucks. And I guess we would have to deal with that, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Mm. Um, just, just curious because for me, uh, well, I guess it's getting back to like career versus jealousy stuff uh, in relationships, but jealousy for me has always been much more prevalent in terms of career than right. relationships. Right. And ha- do you remember like a significant time, Kels, or even, you know, whatever the most recent situation was where you felt it and like the process that you took to kind of either work through it or what it told you about what you might want to be doing differently or whatever it might have yeah. been? Yeah. Um, I think for me, so social media is truly the, um, the hellscape of jealousy where you are just constantly being triggered and things put in front of you that make you have a conversation with yourself of like, is what is the way I'm reacting to this in my body because I'm actually holding myself back from doing the thing that this person is doing. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, is that why I'm feeling jealous? So I think if I'm noticing people doing more like acting work, that's become a more recent thing for me. And, and, um, in the past few years is realizing how much I really love acting and wanting to do more of it. Mm. And that's why with COVID, when all of my comedy shows, you know, all the comedy clubs closed, I turned to making sketches in my uh, apartment, just little right. short comedy videos because it was like, all right, well, this is how I can do something right now. And uh, I had such a fun fucking time doing it. And now that things are picking back up with standup and all that, I've thought of doing it less. But now when I see somebody doing a funny sketch online, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to, I want to make sure I keep doing that and keep pursuing it. Cause it's just a different, it's a different vibe than standup. And I I really love both of them. Oh, that's awesome. 
Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, how I about th- you? I think because um, you're not on social media anymore, so I wonder how oh. if, if like there's less if you feel less jealousy in your life in general. You know what? I feel like the most recent thing was in probably the last year or so when I heard about somebody who had like um, they didn't have to work very much and they had a nice home and all these things. And I was like, must be nice. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then I'm like, wait a minute. This is jerk off motion, right? This is telling me something. Okay, maybe I was always somebody who like didn't think I wanted that kind of lifestyle. And I'm starting to realize that I was so resistant to what I've been really wanting for a long time. And I'm like, I think I want to work less and have a bigger space. Like, I think that's what it's telling me. You know what I mean? And I made the changes to do those things. I kind of restructured some things in my business um, and you know, started talking to Cam about like the, where we might want to live or move or something. So I just kind of got things into action because it wasn't the first person I heard of who was kind of living a different lifestyle than they used to. That was more, you know, they kind of went from like a little bit more grinding, working, you know, having expensive overhead to not having that stress. And I'm like, oh shit, I just don't want a lot of this stress that I still have. Um, and so we made, you know, we talked about it, made steps to, to make those changes. But I remember that being a, a trigger moment. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me laugh so hard. Must be nice. Just screaming it. I always know like when my inside thoughts is saying must be nice. I'm like, uh Oh, okay. I got to write some Uh shit down. (laughs) Something's happening. Something's happening. Yeah. It's. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's funny to me too that jealousy is it is so frowned upon in society and yeah. um, kind of like what you were saying before of who likes to admit that they're jealous because I think we all walk around trying to, um, you know, have the most appearance of of self-confidence, right? And like presenting yourself into the world in in a nice well-to-do way. And then if you are just like admitting that you are jealous of people, it makes you look so small. And it makes you think that you think of yourself as so small, which kind of crumbles like that sense of confidence, right? Right. Um, So uh, we've got some more more great stuff here. This is from Heart Manatee. These are um, negative aspects of unmanaged jealousy. Ooh. It often creates hurt, fatigue, anxiety, anger, and sometimes irrational actions. 
jealousy is rooted in fear, not self-worth or power, which disempowers a person through a belief that others have something he or she cannot have. Fear that others will steal what is important to the person. It fuels mistrust and increases distance in relationships. It depletes positive energy toward goals. And it robs the person from an opportunity of self-development when the emotion goes unheard. Mm. You know, I just realized, I feel like it would have been very easy. Like in the, just thinking about the beginning of self-helpless, I think mm-hmm. it would have been very easy for us three to be all jealous of each other in some aspect. And almost for it to be an obstacle for us. And instead we band together and made this show happen. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's interesting how sometimes it's like, you might, you might feel jealous about something and then you decide to like make something with that person or you, you partner up in some way, or you have a conversation and you're like, wait, we're more powerful together, you know, being connected and being you know, in each other's lives and stuff like that. So I think that's, um, uh, that just kind of popped in my mind. That could have been, it could have been so easy. Right. Well, and it's, and I think there's, there's things that made it easier in that way. And also things that made it harder. And like, um, I mean, I don't know how much I've talked about on the actual podcast, but Taylor and I have had really, really open conversations about it. Um, especially in more recent times, like maybe past year where, uh, when the three of us started podcasting, that was really like right at the same time that Taylor's stand-up career started to really take off. Mm-hmm. And um, I, my career at the time didn't have a ton happening with it. Um, some things I was uh, doing it full time. So that was the ultimate dream for me was I, I was able to support myself, but it wasn't, it didn't feel like super glamorous yet, I guess. And um, Tay was just getting so many huge opportunities all at once. And I had a, I had a really hard time early on because to me, this, and unfortunately standup kind of does this, it, it creates this illusion that like, there's only one spot. Mm. I think especially amongst yeah. female comedians, it's like there, there is a push for diversity more now in standup, but still you look at a lot of lineups of live shows and you'll see one woman on it. Right. And sometimes none, unfortunately. It's really right. fucked. Right. And uh, it feels a lot of the time like the industry will take like one female comic and really make them pop for a few years and nobody else. Mm. And then it'll like kind of go back and be like, okay, who is the next person? Okay, we're going to pop them for a few years. But it, the perception at least hasn't been that there's like a lot of female comics all popping at once. And I do think that that is starting to become more dismantled. But at the time, gosh, you know, four years ago now, I looked at her success and thought, oh God, she's, and she's like six years younger than me. She's having all this happen now. Like what chance do I have? Like mm-hmm. how, if, if it's all happening for her, I'm going to get left in the dust. And I really, um, I had a really hard time and that's why, where it's like, it can be so great. I was so grateful for our, the three of our connection and our friendship, but also I was so close to, um, her career because we were all best friends. So like I was hearing about all the great things all the time. I had no distance from it. It's not like we were just casual friends and I would maybe see like a cool thing happening through Instagram. It was like, it was always there. And I had to, 
I had to fucking grow up. <laughs> mm. You know, I had to really like, I, I had to grow up in that way of going like, it is possible for one of your best friends to have incredible success and for you to feel genuinely happy for her and for you to also have a successful career. It can be an and situation. It doesn't have to be an or. And, um, but like, I, I really, like I struggled with it early on and I'm, again, I'm so happy that like, I feel like she and I have never been closer and, um, I've, God bless therapy. Therapy helps a lot. <laughs> Working through those sort yeah. of feelings of um, of inadequacy, and I'm also so grateful for like where my career is at now. But um, it it can be hard to navigate like those feelings. I think in the most intimate relationships in your life, whether it's romantic um, or friendship or familial, where like you feel these hard feelings and yet you are also still so happy for them and so excited. It's just that FOMO. Like you don't want to be left out of, of all of the great success as well. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for sharing all that, Kels. Um, yeah. Um, you have to remind yourself that there's room for everybody and sometimes it doesn't look that way or feel that way because these feelings can kind of cloud, logic a lot of the time or just evidence, you know? Right. And well, yeah. Uh, yeah. And this yeah. business is brutal for that where yes, when I say it makes you feel like there's only one spot, well, sometimes there really is only one spot for right. like if they're giving out a certain amount of Netflix specials or somebody is competing for a late night spot or whatever. It's like truly it is hard in that way to not take things personally and go, oh, then it must mean that this person has this career and I have this career. And what does that mean? You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it can be really tough. So absolutely. I know. And I remember thinking, God, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing Kelsey and Taylor do what they love for a living full time. And I feel like I can't figure my shit out. So I was looking at you guys like they, they found their thing. They're already having their dream job. And I am still in the midst of all the shit. You know what I mean? Like I, I just so badly want to find my thing and go all in for myself. And it, I felt so lost, especially yeah. when we all started working together. So it's really interesting to hear how everybody was feeling like such a positive thing to be working with everybody, but it probably brought up stuff for all of us. In yes. Ways, you know, it was so, it's been so nurturing and so positive. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I would do without you guys, especially in this business. Yeah. Um, and just in life in general, but particularly in this business, it's been so nice to have such a great support system. But yeah, then you also, it's like, you don't get to have the ignorance is bliss card anymore when like you are right there and enmeshed in everything going on. But right. yeah, we all had that, the Beatles conversation of like <laughs> how all the Beatles thought that they were the weak link. And we've right. talked about how we all felt like, oh, I thought that I'm the one who's like bringing the least to the table. So yeah, interesting. fascinating. Um, and then here are the positive aspects of listening to our emotions offers an opportunity to imagine and claim what we are capable of having, doing, and being shows us where we have stunted our personal growth, increases gratitude for our unlimited potential to create a life we love, provides the opportunity to acknowledge weak areas of trust in ourselves and our relationships so closeness can increase, signals us that a boundary is needed or that we need to advocate for ourselves. Yeah. 
It can really be a positive thing if you're experiencing that. It doesn't feel positive in the moment, but if you can take a step back, take a breather and analyze and, and kind of go deeper of what it might be pointing to, it can be such a positive thing. Yeah. And like we mentioned earlier in the episode, and like you just said, it does bring people closer if you can talk about it. Like that's why I mentioned, you know, I feel so close with Taylor now. And part of that is being able to have those open conversations and like, you know, there was a whole part of my life. I felt like I couldn't like certain comedy uh, bookers who are running shows would text me and the shows I would really want to do. Right. They would text me to go, Hey, can you give me Taylor's number? Oh, right. And you're just like, yeah. Oh, oh. It's hard. I mean, we're all yeah. human. It is painful. Like that is a yeah. hard thing when you want certain opportunities to have one of your best friends be like so coveted and have people be using like you to get to her. And right. so like, but I'm so happy that she and I got to talk so openly with each other about it. Um, you know, and it, it, it really helped. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. And I think I probably would have been experiencing a lot of that too. But at that point I was like, I knew that I didn't want to be in stand up. but I'm sure it would have been a fucking <laughs> three, three people feeling all kinds of different ways about these things. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But yeah. All right. And as per usual, we have an iTunes review to wrap up the episode. This yes. is from Jen Jen 97. And it says, this podcast is my treat yourself. I wanted to get into podcasts and simply searched anxiety. And this came up. I listened to one episode and was immediately hooked. These girls are hilarious, inspiring, and incredibly intelligent. I listened to it on my long drives while working or as a way to treat myself after doing something I dread. <laughs> Amazing podcast. Cannot recommend enough. Thank you so much. Very kind of you. If you want to leave a review, it might get read on the show. How fun is that? (laughs) Real treat for everybody involved. Yes. Yes. Kels, do you have any um, hot plugs or segments you want to share? Um, I I just have another sort of like acupuncture update. Um, So the the acupuncturist who I had been seeing the last couple months – she had to move, unfortunately. I, I really loved her. But now I'm seeing a different woman um, at the acupuncture clinic. And it is so wild to me what they are able to tell just from either like checking your pulse or or touching your body in certain ways. And, um, and Delaney, I know this, again, veganism, it's affects people's bodies differently. I would really like to get my blood type tested. I don't know what my blood type is to know, mm. like, cause there's that whole thing about eating for your blood type that maybe, right. I don't know. So this new acupuncturist checked my pulse. So there's like three pulse points. Yeah. Um, checked my pulse. This was in like the first 30 seconds of being in the room. I'd never met this woman before. And she goes, are you a vegan? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. She goes, okay, your, your, your pulse is, I, I can tell from your pulse, like it's, it's pretty strained. It's pretty weak. And so I would just, I would really encourage you to, uh, you know, maybe consider bringing some things back in. And, and I know I'd mentioned this before. Did you bring stuff back in recently? I brought, so I brought yeah. fish, I brought fish back in. And, and I know I mentioned this before that my previous acupuncturist in the last month or so said the same thing, but I also, this was just, 
it's just so crazy to me that they can just check your pulse. And this woman had not ever met me. She didn't know anything about my background and was like, How weird. Are you a vegan? So I had brought fish back in in the last month or two. Um, and the, I, it does taste super good to me and it's making me feel better. But she was like, yeah, it's whatever you brought back in isn't, it's not enough for what I'm feeling with your body. And mm. so I had, I just had chicken for the first time in a year and a half. And I was such a fucking, I was such a ding dong about it. Cause you should like, if you haven't had something for a year and a half, you should probably ease in, right? Like maybe have a couple bites, see how you feel, try more the next day. I just like cannonballed back into the pool of chicken. I ordered this. I don't know what I was thinking. I ordered this green curry dish with chicken. And it's like, if you're going to spend almost 20 bucks on takeout, you know, they're giving you a whole bunch of chicken and I didn't want to just throw it away. And also I felt like Will Ferrell in old school where he's talking about beer. He's like, once it hits your lips. Like that's how I felt. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> moment, I tasted it again. Everything in my body was just like, eat all of the chicken. <laughs> so I had a cartoonish amount of chicken. Yeah, and it tasted so good. Felt so good in my body. And then, yeah, like an hour later, I was oh. like, oh no, oh. what have I done? I felt so nauseous. I felt so yeah. sick. I got really bloated. Like it just that was just so much on my body <laughs> to try to digest after not having it right. for a year and a half. And uh I mean it like the feeling passed and I was okay. And I, I think I will continue to try to incorporate some things here and there. I just I like I do feel just light, like uh I don't want to say lighter necessarily, but in the past year of eating vegan. I've incorporated so many more vegetables into my diet and I just feel, I think, healthier overall in a lot of ways. But mm-hmm. I do also feel sometimes depleted in certain ways too. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try and find a balance of yeah. bringing in some meats, but I think still being primarily plant-based. I don't think I could ever go back to having any dairy in there because that just makes me feel too sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just trying yeah. to figure yeah. it out. I feel you. I mean, the, when I was 25, I went plant-based for a year and I went back and then went yeah. vegan at 28. And I'm like, oh, this works for me. Yeah. Like, I, you know, you got to, you just figure it out. It's so funny because you can have that experience with somebody checking your pulse and be like, are you vegan? <laughs> What's going on? Right. And then I just got all my blood work done and they're like, everything's incredible. What's going on? And I'm like, vegan. She's like, oh, that'll do it. <laughs> so wow. it's like, it just, it just depends, um, you know, not one size fits all, What not one size fits all, you know, figure out what works for you and your body. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that's all you could do. I would be so curious to know, um, what your pulse points sound like. Yeah. Cause that would be true, like, like a blind test. Basically, if you were to go in and see my same acupuncturist, she has right. no idea you're vegan and wonder if to her, your pulses sound completely normal. Who knows? Maybe I'll maybe I'll try an old acupuncture situation soon. Yeah, <laughs> I should get my. I think I should get my blood work done soon anyway because I've just kind of wondered what it would be like now after being vegan for a year and a half. But um, yeah, yeah, I think we've we've tried hard to you know talk about that on the podcast of like it is not one size fits all for oh, anything. Yeah. 
we're all just trying to figure out what works best for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I would say my thing I want to share is Cam, one, some of the, the, the wedding gifts Cam got were sweet. I don't think I shared this yet. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> vegan shit, he got me, we are sponsoring a chicken at the gentle barn in Santa Clarita for a year. <laughs> He got me a, certi- a certificate that says we are the official sponsor of Rebecca the Chicken at the Gentle Bar. And I was like, I, I thank you for reminding me why I married you. This is precious. And he got us like a gorgeous couple's massage at a very, uh, very nice place. But I was like, wow, you really know me after almost five years of fucking sponsoring an animal and getting rubbed. I mean, that's that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> It really is. And Delaney, do you understand how funny it is that our two segments today is that I ate all the chicken <laughs> and you are paying money to, to have food and shelter <laughs> to care for a chicken. I just. Hey, self-helpless, a little bit for everybody, huh? <laughs> are you Samantha? Are you a Carrie? Are you <laughs> some people? eat two pounds of chicken in one sitting after not having eaten any of it for a year and a half. And some people are funding a chicken like it's their child through college. Funding its health care. Welcome to Self Helpless. (laughs) We're four years later. Everybody is still. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So funny. Oh, you know what? I don't think I mentioned this. What I gifted Cam, I just want to give this business a shout out. Sure. I got him a... And I still have to send this to you, Kelsey. I think I got him a song made for our first dance. So it's a it's a personalized song about our love story, basically. And I got it from Song Finch. They're not a sponsor or anything, but I found them and it was just it's the best gift ever. It's it's you just put like all your information about, you know, the event it's for, like the person, details, how you met, all that stuff. And they pair you up with a musician who records, writes and records the song, sends it back oh to you. So God. I was able to give that to him um, on our wedding day. And it, it was really fun. And now we have this song for fucking ever. We'll probably play it at the um, our you know big wedding celebration next year. But oh. yeah, it was great. So highly recommend that. What like uh, such a cool gift. You know, I'm like, I want to make everybody a song now. <laughs> yeah, brilliant idea. That's so great. Yeah, so... There you go. There's the, there's, there was the wedding gifts. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. All, right. All right. Well, as always, guys, make sure that you go to KelseyCook.com. Got all those upcoming tour dates. I'm super excited to see you guys live. Uh, going to be a great time. We've got the August dates coming up. I'm in um, Springfield, Missouri at the Blue Room, which I believe is August 5th through the 7th. And then Fort Collins, the Comedy Fort, August 20th through the 22nd. Uh, just go to KelseyCook.com. Get those tickets. Appleton coming up soon too. Yay. DelaneyFisher.com for all the business coaching and all that good stuff. Yes. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. Yeah.